Hello, hello. Uh, this is Josiah. Uh, I haven't done one of these in a minute since probably last summer, but I felt like doing it again. Um, so for those who are new to the show, I used to do a podcast called Very Legal, Very Cool. Um, and some of the interviews kind of fit the tone of Fruitless. And so occasionally I, you know, repost old episodes on this feed. Um, I wanted to do this repost quickly because the uh, the next Patreon episode is going to have a very old friend of mine, Leo Dickinson. Those who listen to VLVC probably would know him, but uh, you know, as I've I've got some some new listeners here, you probably don't know who he is. So, uh, a longtime friend of mine, former product of the evangelical homeschool environment, um, and a really great guy to have a conversation with. So, this is a conversation I had with him back in 2021. Um, there are some dated culture war things we're talking about, but honestly, you know, I, I listen back on it and a shocking, depressing amount of it has aged well. So uh, <laughs> uh, here's a little introduction to Leo Dickinson, kind of me introducing him to the fruitless canon. So uh, yeah, enjoy. So your, your girlfriend's been on the kick about the whole, uh, 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 what is it that, uh, that, uh, Hot pop tart sandwich. Oh, pop tart no, ravioli. Pop tarts are a ravioli. Um, yeah. so I, I do this, I've been doing this to the co-hosts on the, the other podcasts that I've been on lately. Okay. Mammonberg. They're all East coasters. Um, and East coasters have just have it out. Just have it out for deep dish pizza. I don't understand it. Like, especially because they're all just like, oh, New York makes the best pizza. And you're like, what's well, actually Chicago? Deep dish pizza is the best pizza. And then the, the reason they, they they argue it's not a pizza. Like, deep dish pizza right. doesn't count as pizza. Which, like, the only reason they're arguing that is because if it counts as a pizza, it wins. Right. So that's, you know, that's why they don't like so that. So you have to say it's not even a pizza. It's, it's not, not even, even a pizza. Yeah. They're but, basically saying it isn't fair. So because I assert that it's a pizza, though, I've started to piss them off by doing the whole deconstructionist route that the whole <laughs> Pop-Tart thing is arguing. So, like, I sent them, oh, fuck, it was uh, pasta with, like, marinara sauce and then, like, cheese on top. And I'm like, this is a pizza. Technically. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, here's uh mozzarella sticks with marinara sauce to dip into it. That's a pizza. <laughs> and then I broke like I got everyone really mad at me with uh with a uh, uh, grilled cheese and tomato soup is a pizza. Is a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me ask her. Hey, babe, <laughs> would you say that grilled cheese and tomato soup is a pizza? <laughs> She just said it's a deconstructed pizza. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what Josiah's saying. People are getting mad at him. I don't know what I don't know why people are getting mad at you, man. It seems people like we've got a consensus so here. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Seems like they're in the minority. Well, that's, you know, I'm glad we tackled that. <laughs> I'm glad we went over that, too, because honestly, that's a lot of tension for you to keep inside. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to nip that in the bud. Yeah, to get that For sure. Are you, are you playing RimWorld while we're, while we're recording? Oh, uh, RimWorld takes less out of my CPU, so to keep my computer from killing itself, oh, I you have should RimWorld You should talk about that now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so... <laughs> my computer has an issue 
it, <laughs> where it doesn't work. <laughs> where it just where it doesn't work. Um, I built it myself, which oh, I'm proud of, that. but That's it doesn't great. work. So I'm not that <laughs> proud of it. Um, obviously I'm using it right now, but what it is is every time I have a graphics card installed, it will randomly restart itself, specifically when it is not playing a game. Um, so <laughs> so literally anything else i can do i can and and it could restart like i could be watching a youtube video a twitch stream just on microsoft word it could just be sitting there idling and it'll <laughs> randomly restart itself it'll just like make a weird noise sometimes it'll just freeze up for like half a second and then it'll restart so the solution, so the solution. <laughs> is to just keep gaming. gaming. You never you, stop. <laughs> you can't stop gaming, otherwise it could die at any second. You oh literally, my god. You imagine you you're just like you have somebody pointing a gun at the back of your head. Yes. If you stop gaming, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're sweating bullets. Like trying desperately not to, you're on or like, like your fiftieth hour of League of Legends. <laughs> Imagine you're like playing I can't a video do this game. Anymore. It's like in anime, you know. It's like if you die in the game, you die in real life, and you're like, That's "Oh true. shit, this just got real." That's the pressure yeah. I'm under, twenty four seven. Yeah, you're game. living in anime. Yeah, and it only <laughs> happens when there's a graphics card in. I have done all the typical things: updated drivers, flash the bios like any any sort of like thing that the casual computer repairman or casual computer builder or enthusiast uh-huh. every single thing that the guy it's just when some dude on reddit is like well have you tried this the answer is yes, yes I, i've yeah. tried it i've tried all the things and it it doesn't make any sense mm. it just it this is what it does it's what it does <sighs> well so you're running rimworld in the background then that's, that's... right it's just yeah. on. I'm just in the in in the main menu, the oh, very yeah. beginning. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's just keeping my boat afloat. Uh, that's uh the the only video content that's ever been produced for VLVC uh, is that we have a YouTube channel that just has a RimWorld gameplay where Jared and I are playing RimWorld. That sounds perfect. That's, yeah. Wait, is it co-op? Uh, so there's a there's a mod that makes it co-op. Oh. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's not part of the like original game, and so because of that, the original canon. game has like no yeah they have like no um, no promises that it will work or not you know fuck something right. up. So you can't yeah. don't sue us if there, there's some weird game. weird glitches that you can occasionally have, but you know on the whole it works. On the whole, it's just fine. It's fun. Well, that's fun. I've yeah. been recently trying to get more plugged into like co-op <laughs> games. I guess. Oh okay. Uh, well, just because, I don't know, I have games that I played, and I played with, like, a bunch of people, and now those groups are, like, they're kind of, like, running thin. I yeah, have several, yeah. like, League of Legends groups and stuff, so I'm like, man, I need to find other gaming communities until mm. this pandemic is finally actually over, which yeah. I still think could be never. Um, <laughs> the governor of Iowa said you don't have to wear masks anymore. Oh, perfect. So that's, so that's cool. <laughs> you don't have to wear them. Have you been vaccinated? Nope. Doesn't matter. No. Nope, no. Nope, that guy nope. over there down the street is. So we're done. We're done. We got at least a couple vaccines out. So that's the thing that's been crazy is I, like I work at a cell phone store. Um, for whatever, like I see, every everybody needs a cell phone. 
And yeah. so I see like the whole spectrum of like socioeconomic status, at least uh, for the area I'm in, um, which is very, you know, white suburban, but uh-huh, yeah, stores yeah. that. But like you've got this random increase in the last couple months of people walking in without masks and acting like you're crazy if you ask them to put yeah, it on please or them the just thing. refusing outright. And I'm like, wow, you, you fuckers have been biding your time. <laughs> and now yeah. here you all are all at once. Now at the very end, trying to just mess everything up. <laughs> yeah, we're so close to being done with this. And you have to come in. That's the 11th hour. You're going to come in here. And I literally had a man who was refusing to wear a mask. And I was the only one in the store working. And mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, well, he's not exposing me or any other customers. So I was like, all right, well, I will power through. I'm getting tested soon. Like, yeah, whatever. <sighs> whatever. I don't Fine. want to deal with this. Well, he le- leaves because, would you believe it, this guy has a special phone case that he bought that's military grade. <laughs> and um, he can't get his trade-in phone out of the case because you need a special kind of Allen wrench to get into it. Yeah, this sounds like what I would imagine someone who refuses to wear <laughs> a mask gets himself into a situation. Exactly. <laughs> imagine what he looks like, and that was exactly it. It was like, oh, um, I, I put my uh, put my phone backwards in the case, and I can't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> but So he had to go to the Home Depot across the street, or the Menards. There's a Home Depot and a Menards, both across the street. Uh, Funny how they do that. And, they always uh, do that. He is gone for like a half hour to go buy this Allen wrench that he needs to get into his phone case. And then he comes back after a half hour, which seemed long, and he says, Hey, when we go to get the mini blinds, we got to go to Home Depot, not Menards. She goes, Why? Because he's, <laughs> he's with his like fiance, wife, girlfriend, don't yeah, know. Yeah. And he, he says, Well, they threw me out of Menards because I wouldn't wear a mask. He's like, I had to go to Home Depot. <laughs> I'm like, What? <laughs> And he's talking, he's going on and on. And the thing is, these, it's the weirdest thing because they <laughs> always assume everyone around them is going to be like, yeah, oh, man, for these masks sure. suck. That, we shouldn't have to oh, wear these. Those, yeah, those fascists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like these weird silent majority bros who just like, mm-hmm. like convinced that the world is with them. And it's just these, you know, elitist <laughs> children eating cabal who are running all the rules. And so they yeah. think, like, of course you're going to feel sympathy yeah. for me getting kicked out of Menards, re- but I'm really, over here, like, trying not to laugh. It really I'm- pisses me off that probably the one thing about the U.S. government that isn't run by a child molesting cabal is just the mask mandates. Like, that's one of the only good things the state has done in a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's like, the wow. one. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Not like, you know, in the state of Iowa, like, now, if your city wants to lower the police budget, you'll lose your state funding. Like, that's not where yeah. you're like, oh, the child-eating cabal at work. You're like, oh, this my is... God, I have to wear a mask in Macy's? Right. <laughs> and then it's like, the libs. The libs. <laughs> They're the libs. after us. Um, I should probably formally introduce the show since we're rolling. What do that's you probably true. What do you think? Well, um... Welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool, a podcast that does not wear a mask. That's what I'm talking about. 
a podcast getting dragged out of Macy's, screaming oh, about boy. his constitutional rights. <laughs> Just shopping for Macy's mask. is pretty uh, pretty pretty loose since you're our return guest cool uh but generally generally right now i would ask you what are you drinking i am drinking uh new glaris brewing company beer uh the that's a good one the specific kind is the two women lager uh mm. i also that's have also some coffee one. oh <laughs> and a sandwich a turkey sandwich both ends there yeah yeah i like to Get the whole spectrum of foods. Yeah, I like to. It's the. Uh, it's I like the, to hit all the major food groups <laughs> when I have a meal. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Those food groups being turkey, beer, and coffee. Right, right. It's the. It's that Stephen. Is this Stephen Wright joke? The Stephen Wright joke, where it's like I got a, I got a humidifier and a dehumidifier, and I put them in the same room and had them fight it out. Uh, that's like. <laughs> You with depressants and stimulants. Just <laughs> <laughs> Let them go at it. Let them go at it. Uh, Let's see who wins. Well, t- today I'm drinking a, a Schweppes uh, ginger ale. Mm. Uh, and uh, I'm eating a pumpkin muffin. Ooh. Pumpkin. It's a little late in the season for that. It's very late in the season for that. But my, <laughs> but my girlfriend Kelly loves making pumpkin muffins. <laughs> pumpkin muffins specifically. Yes, huh. I know. Interesting. Yeah. And I don't complain. I mean, it's a good flavor. So no, I can delicious. eat that any time of the year. Yeah. I've kind of just decided I need to embrace that. I am a white boy, and I like pumpkin flavored. Yeah, pumpkin's good. Pumpkin is like objectively an awesome flavor. I think so. I don't, I th- and I think it's a flavor that is also pretty difficult to screw up, which helps. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Most pumpkin it's, things taste like how you expect them, and yeah. I think they taste good. I think they taste good too. Well, you know, uh, today, so today, uh, today, welcome to very legal, very cool. Today, we are joined by, of course, Leo. That's uh, me, Dickens. I was, I was always hesitate with last names, but then I remembered uh, you did your full name middle also last time you were on. So <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, so Look Leo, me up Leo on Leo YouTube. Please yeah. don't. <laughs> I don't uh, know what's on there. <laughs> you uh, you may know uh, Leo from the uh, the League of Legends episode. Great episode. Um, the Christmas episode. I remember that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we were all pretty <laughs> fucked up on that episode. Uh, and and now whatever funny. this episode's about to be. Right. You know, whatever's uh, about to come out of this been, behemoth. Been friends since babies. Oh, hey, also, this is the uh, this is the uh, other child in the album art for We Were Kids. Yes. <laughs> yes, there we go. That's me. I made yeah. it. Mm-hmm. As your claim to fame. Honestly, a little bit. Man, what an insane year. It's been, uh, <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that we're based? We're a full four months almost into into this year. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's this this year started. Able. This year started with like the Capitol getting stormed by rioters. Like I Which, I don't epic way to start off twenty twenty one. Yeah, very good way to start. Really I'd pleased. Mm-hmm. I got kind of worried as twenty twenty came to a close. I was like, man, you know, I'm still gonna be in quarantine even in 2021 like what am i gonna what's gonna happen that'll be fun or interesting like if i can't go mm-hmm. out and do things oh they're storming the capital perfect 
Like it's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, constant stream of things to marvel at. Yeah, there's always stuff. You know, the Suez Canal thing that happens. Yep. You know, we we had that. Bodie McBoatface. Kind of a bummer that that was all happening while I wasn't on Twitter. I, I kind of regret that. That's yeah. just, what a tough time. God really tested your resolve. Uh-huh, yeah. Giving up Twitter for Lent at, at such an impeccable time for content. Oh, I know. I know. It's been just, like, so much content over the last... It has. Like, just thing after thing. so many things. The, like, yeah. the content writes itself half the time. I know. Like, the it's little amazing. Nas X controversy and, and whatever her name, oh, Gun yeah, yeah. Girl. Wait, what'd like, she do? Oh! oh. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Twitter beef, so it makes sense you haven't heard of it. But Gun Girl, I forget what her name is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Caitlin Bennett. Caitlin Bennett. That's her name. I knew a <laughs> in high school. Um, yeah, I worked with her. Oh we my probably cut that. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops! I knew a, someone with a similar name. Um, she was she was uh, she was a nice person. I don't. I, we were never friends, but but Caitlin, Caitlin Bennett. Bennett seems like yeah. not a very nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, I think, was. <laughs> I don't know how the beef got started. I'm assuming she provoked it. But obviously, in Lil Nas X's new music video, he he uh, dances up on Satan, which I found uh, to be wildly entertaining as I was watching <laughs> the music video. Um, <laughs> was was pretty, yeah, it was interesting. And uh, so people, and by people I mean evangelical conservatives, are mm-hmm. understandably outraged. Um, yep. that you would depict Satan in anything other than, like, the Passion of the Christ. Yeah. And uh, that you'd depict him and, and dance up on him, and, of course, it's all horribly offensive. So Caitlin Bennett, I think, wanted to add to that discourse uh, because she has so much to add. And <laughs> Lil Nas X came back at her. And all I remember, really, from the back and forth is when she said... She made a horrible, horrible racist joke about, like him like do you still speak with your dad or something like that oh okay and it was like what like where is okay and it of course it completely flopped and he responded and he said yep and i might fuck yours one day too (laughs) oh my god which (laughs) very funny like it's literally i boned your mom except it's i boned your dad which yeah which is a a classic it's a classic gender reversal of the of a classic. Yeah, uh, yes, exactly. It's a it's a fresh <laughs> new take on a classic put down. Yeah, that's right. Um, and <laughs> she, I, the first thing, the reason I even stumbled on this Twitter beef was because I saw an article that says was titled "Lil Nas X <laughs> threatens to sexually assault Caitlyn Bennett's father." Yeah, in Twitter that's discourse. exactly what happened. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, everybody's losing their minds because he didn't do that. And she retweeted it and said the same thing, like, oh, wow, you're, you're going to sexually assault my father? How dare you? It's like, no, I'm just, your dad wants it to, like, your dad is, it's in, consensual. In this, like, in this put down, <laughs> I'm having loving consensual sex with your father so. <laughs> <laughs> which i'd almost like i and apparently there's an apology video i haven't even seen it from lil nas x it, it's you know it's a meme it's a, it's a troll but uh-huh. and i i'm get i'm mean to get around and watch it because i'm sure it's very funny but i'm just shocked because these are the same people who are like oh you don't you you wouldn't last three seconds in a call of duty lobby would you 
And now yeah. they're like, you said you were going to no. F my dad. No, I, I've come to the conclusion that there is no conversation from any side of it about cancel culture that's that's inhabited in any good faith. Because it always just switches back and forth on who's mad and who's not. I, I don't. I don't think there's right. any meaningful conversation about it. It's no, but happening. Well, I think the reason conservatives tend to bring it up so much more is because yeah. they have this weird silent majority, silent majority complex. Yeah, yeah. Where they like they believe that they're like, it's kind of bonkers because they really do believe they're like some sort of oppressed majority. It doesn't make yeah, and it's goofy yeah. and it it shows itself like everywhere like the moment like Lil Nas X makes a music video he twerks on Satan and everyone's like it's the death of culture and it's like wait a minute not, yeah. years ago Katy Perry had like whipped cream nipples like I don't yeah we, we, everything's the same uh no I I yeah I just don't believe that any of this happens in any good faith because like yeah like the people that were like talking about how cool Dr. Seuss was like last week yeah are now mad about Lil Nas X. I don't. I just, I'm so tired of it all. I, I like. I am too. I don't know. I, and in my mind, it's like most of the time when someone gets canceled, from my you know my perspective, um, they either deserved it to some extent, <laughs> right. like, or if they didn't deserve it, I don't usually see that big of a mob. Right. going after them i think we really really overestimate like the the cultural weight of 16 year old twitter users <laughs> <laughs> like frequently you know it's like oh cancel culture came for this person because you know because a bunch of you know 16 year old people are mad at them on twitter it's like no they didn't lose their job nothing happened they just had some mean people in their replies calling them a racist like right i don't I don't know, and, man. <laughs> and it, that's the thing that blows my mind is obviously the snowflake term is like kind of played out in ancient at this point in political yeah. discourse. But like, yeah, my how the tables have turned, right? Like we've gone right. from at the dawn of like Facebook, just constantly referring to anyone who gets offended by anything at all as a snowflake. Yeah. To now we're like, well, Gina Carano should get to compare anything she wants to the Holocaust and not have any repercussions. It's like, yeah. I don't know how you get there but i mean it's no you just know mentally I, I don't think the i don't think yeah and, and i think part of it is just genuine generally people just aren't aren't thinking of this yeah it, i mean i keep saying this over and over but in good faith and um i don't know there's probably like a bunch of reasons for that and i i can't i i'm always kind of analyzing it because you know like i i did i did comedy for a year um yeah. And I feel like if you do comedy, you're forced to start having an opinion on cancel culture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I just always found myself going back and forth where it's like, no, do I think somebody should like lose their job because they said like a tasteless joke when they're 13? No, I don't think that. But I don't know many cases where that's actually happening. No. Mostly cases where people think that's happening. Right. And well, and I feel I, well, like there's a little uh, yeah. bit of a classism thing going on too. That's like kind of behind the scenes. We're like, okay, so Gina Carano. I, I'm not. I don't mean to harp on it, but her and others like her. You know, those stories yeah. of people getting canceled, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, she, you know, she starts tweeting of things that people find offensive. Apparently, she's had talks with her boss about it. She does another one. She gets fired. People lose their minds. And I'm like, okay, sure. what? If even if 
even if, let's say, yeah. that it is, you know, not justified. It's blown out of proportion. She shouldn't have been fired. She should get to keep her job, blah, 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 which I don't actually necessarily agree with. But yeah. for the sake of the argument, that happens. So many people lose their job for so much less. Yeah, like, that's like, true. No, like I've nobody's nobody's coworkers. sweeping to the defense of like the Amazon person that tried to right. unionize or something. I've had coworkers no, nobody get gives fired a shit about that. because you know the boss did not like them. Yeah, like, I, I I just recently saw a coworker get transferred to like a worse store, oh, a worse location. Man. And honestly, part of it I feel like was maybe racially motivated. I don't know, but like not necessarily yeah. racially motivated, but like there was definitely a. a some communication barrier and like weird mm-hmm. expectations that were not communicated well. And then like, Oh, he gets unfairly transferred over. And I'm like, it ended yeah. up being fine for him. He didn't get fired. But, but I know that in other circumstances, they would have, people would have gotten fired. Yeah. yeah. And it would have been complete bullshit. And it's like, why are we so mad about this one woman getting fired over what is yeah. like debatedly not that bad? No, it's yeah. Because it, well, the thing is like, Frankly, a lot of the times people are getting fired from positions that it's like, I don't know, maybe they, because of the fact that they, they'll say shit, they didn't belong in that position. And I don't mean that in like a, oh, they, you know, they shouldn't be given that level of authority, but it's like, no, yeah. if you're going to tell offensive jokes, like, like I tell semi offensive jokes on Twitter all the time. I know that I'm never going to work for NPR because right. of that. You know what I mean? And I don't expect to work for NPR for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing is like without getting into like the politics of it. Like, do you remember uh, Shane Gillis? Like, got accepted for SNL, and then um, the bunch of like old episodes of his podcast where he said the uh, like a couple couple slurs about Asians and kind of a racist joke. Um, I got dug did not up. Hear this, but I don't. I'm not it, surprised. It was a couple couple years ago. It was is this huge thing in the comedy world of just like you know, oh my god, he's canceled and stuff like that. But it's like. Man, like even even just from his perspective, assume like assume like it's fine what he said. Like he's just has an edgy sense of humor, which you know I do think he shouldn't have made the jokes. But well, right, you know. But assume that for a second. It's like, well, then what the fuck are you going to SNL for? You're not going to tell those jokes yeah. on SNL. You're not allowed. SNL right. is like a really fucking tepid, tepid liberal place. Yeah, go go hang out like on on edgy podcasts and stuff. That's right. where you're going to do well. Like Louis Louis C.K. shouldn't have worked for you know worked for SNL like I don't know right I feel like it's almost I feel like it's got to be tied into like the kind of bootstrappy culture like uh, make something of yourself because anytime an individual a high profile individual get especially particularly when they're conservative and they get shouted down by whatever you know they get fired for whatever. People jump to their defense, and I think it's because their sense of injustice is just on full high red alert because yeah. they, in their minds, only you know people who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and made something of themselves and put forth a whole lot of work and effort are people who get elevated to a high status, socioeconomic yeah. status. And so then when those people get fired for saying things, to mm-hmm. them, it's just like, Oh, you're you're spitting on, yeah. You know, hard work, right? Like, there, this yeah. woman, you destroyed her career all because she expressed her opinion. But the thing is, like those people that get fired, and I know we're, we're agreeing here, but like, yeah, you, they get fired, and then they're just gonna get hired at some fucking like yeah, edgy, edgy place. 
And it's you know, not going to make as much that, money, probably, but, but tough. Like they're going to be like fine. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because I like um, Jake Flores, a comedian I like. He's on um, uh, Goddamn America, which is a good politics podcast. Yeah. But his bit that he always does about cancel culture and stuff like that. I, I really like his, his angle because he doesn't go like, Oh, well, if you didn't want to get fired, don't tell racist jokes. He, he, he understands as a comedian that there are comedians that have the impulse to tell edgy jokes and there might even be a place for edgy jokes at times. But right. he's like, once you become an edgy comedian, you become an edgy comedian. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that's the consequence. You don't, you don't get to like be super like, you know reveling in how much you piss people off and then get mad when they get pissed off at you like that was your shtick yeah i think it's the the culture we're seeing the generation of people the people most outraged are the same generation that told their kids and themselves growing up you can be anything you want to be with enough hard work i just think that's fundamentally untrue right Um, and and so right now we're kind of i guess seeing a reality check that's not going well yeah frustrating to me too because I, I think there really is well kind of the class dynamic thing you mentioned this too that there is a real kings of culture i think i don't yeah. think it's the one that we think of, like a, it's not the one that gets talked about though. it's no. you know it's it's the it's the amazon unions getting shut down or like yeah. you know apac going after some palestinian speaker at a college like that that's the stuff that actually you know <laughs> Right. tends to actually ruin people's lives now to be clear i think there probably is cases of somebody who might you know you know had well, some I'm joke sure. they told they were 14 i just i just don't think it's as common as it's made out to seem no and and a lot of this... the cases i think of that it did happen are like the thing that happened really wasn't that bad and mm-hmm. and nobody involved was actually mad and, uh, so this is my my take on on cancel culture stuff more and more to get into this specifically is I think most of what happens in these discourses is everybody imagining what other people, some guy in their head yeah. is thinking, and nobody's actually responding to anything anyone said. Right. And the They're example making up of a this, guy to get mad about. Yeah, and the example of this is the Dr. Seuss thing. Because I was thinking a lot about the Dr. Seuss thing when it happened, because I was yeah. like, you know, I, I have enough people on Facebook and stuff, I saw both sides of it. And I don't know of any, really any, leftist to my knowledge a couple yep. like weird liberals but anyone who is mad about like ab- about yeah about it i mean there, maybe there's a handful of like people who were like yeah there was racist caricatures in his books um in a right. few of his books but nobody but was like demanding the pulling right. the publication i didn't see any of this there were no book burnings or anything like yeah, nothing happened. But then, because the company pulled their own thing, then the you know there's like this right wing freakout. Right. But um, I don't know. And I, I was thinking about it because like my my dad and I had a conversation about it because he's you know he's conservative, and he 
you know, he he really did feel like he was like mocking some you know easily triggered liberal type person in his discussion. And, and with yeah, you? yeah, not not to me, but just generally his like oh, okay. by his like posts or whatever. He you know always kind of feels this way about stuff that I I don't think I don't like I don't get offended if and, and not many other people do when you hear like a baby it's cold outside. Nobody, nobody's right. freaking out about it. Right. And generally, like, all these things are things that I'd heard in the discourse for, like, five years. They, nobody was canceling Baby It's Cold Outside, but I remember ten years ago saying, like, oh, that's got some rapey lyrics. They just right. sound kind of rapey. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it does, and, is the other thing. It it's, like, it's It's fine. If you and, think and, about and, it, it's a little rapey. Like, it's... Sure. No, nobody's... And you can ma- say... You can debate whether or not it's intended to, or yeah, if it sure. matters, but, like, you can't say it just, like, oh, I don't yeah. know how anyone could think that's not consensual. Sure. It's like... Yeah, yeah and, and, like, I mean, the thing is, I, I think... I don't... I think there's a, there's a way you can kind of hold two truths where you can hold, like this piece of art is problematic, but I can still enjoy it. Or I can critique yeah. something that I enjoy. And I think, I think most people I know are, are, have found a way to navigate that just fine. Um, yeah. but there's a, there's a specific type of, like I said, 16 year old on Twitter or, you know, college kid that, the you know, is kids, like, yeah, that's like, kids. yeah. Like don't, don't, you know, you cannot consume any art that has something problematic about it. But right. those people don't have any fucking power, man. Like they don't. I don't understand. I don't understand being that mad at them because I, right. at the end of the day, they're they're a nineteen year old kid that annoys me in my philosophy class or something. Yeah. Like they're not. They don't like. Are they not- wrong? Do they need to chill out? Do they need to change some stuff about their own behavior? Yes, sure. Should but it's they? just an yes. annoying. <laughs> but to act yeah. like that's you know the government bearing down on freedom or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's whenever what, that's the thing that I thought was so so fascinating about the Dr. Seuss thing is that yeah it was 110% not public discourse that caused it it was totally internal this company just come comes out and says we're going to stop producing these well, books which I have a strong suspicion and I'm not alone in this you know that that they did that to up sales I was I was going to say I'm like <laughs> yeah, I think the motivation for it is not so obvious. <laughs> no, it's not no. obviously to cater to the libs because no, it's, it never works. No. Nobody likes nobody likes the woke scolds. No, and, and, and nobody <laughs> caters to them. You know, nobody caters to them. And when you do cater to them, it's that's not how it looks. I don't right. think it's usually pulling. Well, nobody trying to make money caters it's, to them. No, I well, I think when a, when people trying to make money cater to like this moment with you know liberals or leftists what they'll do is just try to put like um a lot more people of color in ads yeah and stuff like that i don't i don't see many cases of them pulling stuff maybe i'm wrong no. maybe i'm wrong but uh yeah uh, you're well, i think you're right the other thing is just obviously the the real answer to people who are upset about the dr seuss thing is like yeah we should continue to evolve our standards so mm-hmm. even if it is like legitimate, this company just had a meeting one day and somebody brought up, hey, these couple of books that a guy who's now dead and who was kind of a dick in real life wrote, yeah. these two particular ones are a little, uh. yeah. And they were all like, well, we'll stop producing them. Problem solved. 
Like, yeah, and, and they're like also not even well-read books. Like, <laughs> no, they're not nearly his most popular works. Like, not even at all. Like, all the people freaking out. I'm like, you've never read that book in your fucking life. I'm like, what are you so mad about? But no, yeah, it, it's just we should continue to evolve our standards. And if that company decided that, I think that's not a sign of anything more serious than like, yeah, they thought this was the better move. Yeah given present circumstances and i think that's fine but that's what they're mad about is that present circumstances would cause anybody to think about changing anything about how things are yeah yeah no i agree and and i think this also comes back to the kind of point that i keep thinking about that most of culture is um moved by people imagining what other people are doing um Because on the other hand, like them pulling the publication, there there was no mob, but it was kind of like they were preempting a mob that they thought was going to happen right. at some point, eventually, when some t- TikTok teen found right. old Dr. Seuss it's or like whatever. the same thing when yeah. people showed up with all their AR-15s in these tiny ho-dunk Midwestern towns and no yeah. Antifa showed up. Yeah. It's like the yes. same stuff. I mean, yeah, it's there's a whole like kind of sense that our politics are fake now, to some degree. Um, yeah. It's I don't know. Like, uh, it's all performative to some degree. Like, um, oh, there's a really good piece. I'll have to dig it up and I'll put it in the show notes if I remember to find it. Um, that was like right after the Capitol and I'm blanking on who wrote it, but after the Capitol riot, their description of the storming of the Capitol was so great because it was so sad, but it, it also just kind of like captured how much there is this, there was just this politics going into this of like, expecting something to happen but nobody was really going to make that happen so they got into the capital and then they just kind of wandered around and i feel like that to me since that happened that's been a metaphor for our politics where like we don't really know what we want i don't feel like many people know what they want with politics much anymore i think i think aspects of the left have coherent demands where they're like well yeah we i want health care i want my student loan debt Gone. We want, you know, to abolish <laughs> you know, like, police or, or at the very least completely transform. Like, Sure. And that that's there's there's coherence, you know, on, I think, elements of it. But on the whole, it feels like a lot of our culture war politics are, you know, they're they're like they're flying blind. Yeah, they're they're arguing with ghosts. You know, it's like yeah. there's nothing, nothing real to it. Um, so, because I was thinking about, I've been thinking about this a lot since Doctor Who's Seuss. Like I said, I guess this is the theme of the episode. Here we <laughs> go. Can't cancel culture. There. We oh, go. perfect. Nobody's yeah, ever done that. Because nobody's before. talked about this before. <laughs> a podcast about cancel culture. <laughs> I want a visionary. I'm going to start a podcast called Triggered. <laughs> uh, i'll probably i'll probably have to go ahead and it's gonna be called Triggered Eight because I assume there's already several named that. <laughs> I'll jump ahead. Uh, <laughs> wow. avoid copyright infringement you could no, go no. triggered but you could like make the the g's like dollar signs or something i don't know <laughs> yeah. and then it could all be about like you're never gonna make money unless you can stop being so triggered and that's, that's like as that's deep true. as your philosophy on money making goes but you make eight hour long episodes about it yeah no um but i was I was thinking about yeah my my more and more perspective that everybody's just kind of acting off of assuming other people are what, like there's like layers of just fakeness to everything and the best metaphor for it to me lately has been um 
the birds aren't real conspiracy theory. Yeah. Okay. I saw your discourse about this on So Facebook. I've been thinking, yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. So this was years ago that I joined this group. Um, there is a... It's funny. Yeah, no, it's funny. Like forever... Okay. So actually, if you dig into it, the whole conspiracy quotes around this conspiracy theory, the birds aren't real, started because um, a guy, like a marketing guy, wanted to kind of sell some merch and dick around with this like you know, messing with the, the discourse. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't remember if he used like flyers or online posts originally or whatever, but he essentially just kind of put it out in the zeitgeist. And eventually, you know, people would hear this conspiracy theory, go, that's hilarious. Google it. And then find themselves at a merch site. And so you can buy these, you could buy these shirts. I've thought about buying them forever now. I never do. Kind of sounds fun. Um, yeah, it's it's a funny little thing that happened, but it's evolved, and you know, more and more people are kind of ironically doing it. Right. Uh, this is different than like the Flat Earth Society, for instance, which actually had a real thing founding it. With right. birds are real. Actual flat Earthers. There's nobody, at least to my knowledge, who nobody believes this. Right. Like <laughs> I'm know? sure there's some guy in Arkansas who like who believes him. that birds aren't real, but well, like. It, well, and actually, there's an interesting part of this, too, because, um, like, kind of, this is a point in Adam Curtis's Can't Get You Out of My Head, um, where the Illuminati conspiracy theory started as a joke, too. Um, oh, yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah, it was um, this group called the Discordians posted a bunch of uh, pieces in Playboy. Um, and that's, like, the source of the Illuminati conspiracy theory. And Anyway, so, huh. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, a whole I wouldn't thing. be shocked. No, yeah, it's it's a really fascinating. I mean, you can you can look it up. I'll put that in the show notes if I remember too. Uh, wow, but no, so yeah, birds aren't real, and so there's a big Facebook group that I've been in for years. Um, it's hilarious. Well, actually, no, it's not that funny of a group to be honest. The joke gets pretty stale, <laughs> but I've just stayed in it. But what it's been for the last few months is so fucking annoying. It's been people joining the group to own us. They're because really they because they think we believe it they're and then everybody sta- everybody stays in character and argues back and they're arguing <laughs> the most bad faith stuff that's obviously a joke where they're like oh i bet this guy who joined also thinks the earth is round you know like it's all so when you're in on the joke so apparently a joke right but the people coming in really genuinely think they're getting mobbed by it and there's like this one guy that i think he I think he stopped a few weeks ago, finally, but he would for a solid month, he would just keep coming in and getting dogpiled and it would just like go back and forth and rotate. And like, it just blew my mind how he felt he was dunking on someone and those people felt they were dunking on him and everyone just kind of looks stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like a lot of our discourse is like this now. I think it is. I think that's kind of been one of my biggest things. Just as I have evolved as a person in my opinions mm-hmm. and worldviews, the thing that I think has changed the most is I'm so sick of dealing with anything hypothetical or anything yeah. that at the end of the day, it's not going to change and we can't do anything about it. And I'm not talking mm. about like, oh, poor people exist. They're always going to exist. I mean, things like Gina Carano's fired for saying things and we're over here like losing our minds about it and it's like no, okay it's so not... immaterial yeah right it's like... so immaterial exactly it's like why are we spending so much energy on this why is this what's getting you out of bed and like mm-hmm. th- i feel like 
it's it really exactly what you're saying. Like everyone's just kind of operating on instinct. Yeah. But I think even maybe even more than that is is we've kind of just been conditioned for this yeah. to be like the discourse's lifestyle. The, the life way cycle. way it goes. Yeah, you get mad yeah. about things. Um, particularly yeah. for people who either grew up in conservative homes but are not conservative and for mm-hmm. people who are conservative and they're like evangelical yeah. right-wingers is because like the media you grow up consuming is like ben shapiro rush limbaugh stephen crowder yeah Glenn which is all, all outrage yeah and all they well, it's, do is it's, outrage. I, it's either outrage or making fun of people outraged exactly which is, which is <laughs> Well, yeah, and they make exactly, a living. Yeah. All of those people make a living out of finding the stupidest mofo you can find who believes something opposite of you, yeah. and then just talking about them for six hours. Like that's what they make their careers out of. Mm-hmm. And like that's why Stephen Crowder would go debate people on college campuses. It's because college kids, Our most blogs. of them are like. <laughs> they're, they're idiots. I mean, and yeah, not that they're that's... idiots, but they're young. Well, yeah, like, okay, that, that's it. I mean, they're young, and a lot of them, if they come from, like, these these conservative backgrounds or something like that, they have spent a year learning all these this social justice vocabulary, and they just kind yeah. of vaguely have it, and they're just right. throwing it randomly at things, and then, you know, it's, it becomes, you know, they all they know is meaningless discourse. They, right. they know, like, oh, you know, is my little pony racist? Let's talk about it. Like, that's all they know how to have a conversation about. And yeah. that is so great for, like, yeah, Ben Shapiro. Or, yeah, for this kind of, of like Steven Crowder. conservative fodder of, of, like, media, conservative media fodder. And it's just, yeah. that's what it is. And I feel like every time a conservative gets dunked on, it's within the context of they picked a fight that they thought would be easy and it wasn't. Yeah. Like, that's always what happens when a conservative gets dunked on. It's like Stephen Crowder gets punched in the face by a union worker. It's like, yeah, he was going to go do his cute little song and dance that he usually does at college campuses, but he did it to union workers, and they beat the shit out of him and his crew. And, like, (laughs) like, of course. And, like, I just saw a thing where uh, in Oregon, you know, there's some Trumpian right-winger Proud Boy types were going to go demonstrate at the Capitol, you know, basically to yeah, have yeah. a presence that's anti-Antifa, uh, anti-anti-fascist. And uh, <laughs> they they showed up, and Andy No, who we all know and love as... Yeah, great guy. Mofo, Friend just, of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. We love Andy. Um, mm-hmm. He's posting about how, you know, all these violent Antifa thugs like we're being violent and I'm, I'm picking through the threads and he's posting all these pictures and I'm starting, I'm just finding myself laughing as I'm reading it because it's all these conservative demonstrators showing up in their personal vehicles. Most of them really nice trucks and Antifa who's showing up on foot, masked, black block, whatever. They're demolishing these people's trucks. <laughs> and, and Andy's like posting it, and all these conservatives are just outraged, and they're like, "How can they do this?" It's like, "Well, you, you... showed up to an angry mob to pick a fight, and they it's, fought you." It's like stepping into a boxing ring, and the first thing, like after getting hit once, you're just being like, yeah. "What is happening?" They right. can't do that. 
<laughs> so then what do they do when they get their butt whooped is, is they back up and then they just point at how terrible they're being. And it's kind of like I said to Leah the other day, I'm like, it's like imagine you and your friends are like, we're going to go over to Tommy's house and we're going to we're gonna kick his ass. And then mm-hmm. you show up to Tommy's house and Tommy punches you all in the face and you get the shit beat out of you. And you go yeah. home and you're like, God, isn't Tommy such a dick? <laughs> it's like maybe right. but why would you show up to Tommy's house to try and beat him up it's like that's that's just the life cycle that I'm seeing constantly is like yeah, it's trying exhausting. to find these fights to, and pick them and then if you get your ass kicked you just back up and, and talk about how outraged everything is and mm-hmm. if you don't then you just sit there and make fun of them and how stupid they are yeah it yeah it, it's it's exhausting I, I don't know and i mean i participate in this discourse like oh, all the time but it's exhausting, it but it's pretty fun pretty exhausting i'd say face being on facebook like as my primary social media right now that that's been a particular type of exhausting though because yeah. i i found that that's somehow there's less nuance right um i feel like a dog pile on twitter can get more out of hand than facebook but Facebook is just like, I don't know, like there's like three different positions people can hold and that's like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's either kind of like um, kind of annoying leftist who usually has good points, but they're just kind of have an annoying disposition or liberal yeah. Democrat mom or angry evangelical Republican. And I don't know <laughs> if there's any more types of people on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> right i don't i don't know either i just, yeah but yeah it makes me so upset because all these people i grew up with that now are either horrified at my opinions or i'm horrified at their opinions it, yeah yeah and it, i can honestly say that i think the thing that drives me the most bonkers is one spreading misinformation that could potentially actually be harmful to real life people yeah like telling people the vaccine is going to make you infertile like, don't yeah, go on Facebook and tell people stuff. the vaccine's going to make you infertile. That's dangerous. You're going to, yeah. like, somebody who's on the edge might decide not to get it then, and then they get COVID, or they spread it to somebody else. Like, don't mess with that. Yeah. And then it's the other side, which is, like, just outrage and energy in, like, a buddy posting for the first time in months because Dr. Seuss books are banned. And it's like, man, like... Why is this energizing you? And I get the same yeah. thing with, you know, liberals, leftists too. But it doesn't just seem to happen as much. No. Where it's just like we're we're getting out of bed and and debating things that have no real bearing on the world. Yeah, I yeah, because I I think generally like again, if you bar like again like your sixteen year old leftist, you're generally most people on the left that I, at least I'm friends with are very concerned with what like materially affects people. Like that's, that's the thing that's, that's, and you know, that's the basis of my politics is, you know, is doing the math that there are people starving and then we have an abundance of food, you know, like that's, that's my entire logic behind my politics. Right. You know, there like, are bad it's, things it's happening that don't need to, because we have the means be to fix yeah. them. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's what people's discourse should be about. And I think yeah. <laughs> I think we like to pretend that it used to be. Um, oh, it's never like, been. It's always been this way. Right, it's always been propaganda wars. H- however, I do think it's gotten more insane with the internet. I, I will say that's yeah. true. 
Um, but I think so it's just because it's yeah, because there's more people involved in the process now, and mm-hmm. it can happen at like you know we went from the, you know we we introduced the 24 hour news cycle, and so the discourse yeah. could happen for three hours rather yep. than for a couple days. We're like thinking on this topic, you know it it yeah the the rate of discourse now is insane. Yeah, you can instantly have discourse with somebody about any topic. Yeah. You just yeah. need a computer or right. a phone. Right. And internet. It's actually quite a lot of stuff you need, but we all have it. But, most, but of we, us. most of us have those things. Yeah. Or like we know where we can go to get it. <laughs> yeah, that's but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I don't I don't like it very much. It is very funny. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I think yeah, I don't know. And yeah. I it what I enjoy debating people online less for the like I want to win and mm-hmm. more for like I, I hope that at the end of this if I'm a dumbass and you're right that people who read this thread stop listening to me sure and what my goal is because I think that the other guy's the dumbass is I hope the people reading this I'm not I'm not actually trying to change X dude's mind Mm-hmm. But the people who are reading this, who are like, "Oh, I'm going to read this thread and never like or comment," yeah, I hope they read it and they're like, "Wow, so and so really got his ass whooped." Next yeah. time I see him post about the vaccine's going to make you infertile, I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's good. You, you and I both have social media that's predominantly built up of like people um, from evangelical worlds. You know, right. like backgrounds. I, I, that's kind of an that's kind of an interesting thing I think we we have to work with because um, it's not just like evangelicals on our feed but it's also like the types of leftists or liberals we generally have on our feed not not entirely but generally are post evangelical leftists or liberals yeah which is a whole specific type of liberal to me yeah I don't know that that's another thing is. I've been thinking about a lot too I think it definitely is um like yeah it definitely is and it's goofy it's weird i had a point that i was i was really oh yeah yeah i i'm I'm struggling to remember it now but it was like a thing that happened i think on Mm. my facebook but well i can just talk about this other thing but like you know obviously you were a part of or you saw like i recently had a big back and forth between a former you know Uh, yeah pastor pastor and it's like it got Mm. really heated and it got heated like right off the bat and yeah the the discourse was a lot of well i I don't know i the the finer point i'm trying to make is that what brought him there was this this sense of outrage and misrepresentation yeah and and because i said you know oh evangelical brand of objectification is women are women are objects because they're your future wife yeah, you know, yeah, not necessarily because they're a sex object, but which I don't think is that controversial of a take that that evangelicalism so has either. had a sexism problem in the last couple de- well, I mean since it's but specifically <laughs> it's in the happened. last few decades, I think that most devout evangelicals I know say that. Right. And and pretty much every single one I've talked to since that back and forth has said the same. Yeah, they're like, yeah, that's a problem we're like working on usually. Right. But um, what brought him over there to to fight about it was mm-hmm. just this sense of outrage. And I think that's kind of interesting because the thing that has been motivating people to respond to me when I post hot takes or whatever 
is always outrage. Yeah. You know, like maybe I'm using that term too loosely, but they're mad. They like they get mad about it. And the reason I bring that up is because I feel like that almost lends legitimacy to the idea of like making hot takes and saying controversial things, yeah. but not in the way that you know anti-cancel culture people think we should be making hot takes and controversial things. Mm-hmm. It's like clearly, the people only ever interact with stuff if they're mad about it. Like they they only ever want to debate stuff when they're mad or when they think there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And so if the only way you're going to get people to try and fight you on a subject or try to debate you on something or expose their opinions yeah. is if they're outraged, well, then we should be going out and making bold statements. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think that there should be a lack of consequences for that. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes sense, yeah. Because I, I had a, someone follow up with me about that, and it's someone who cares about me very much, and I was very appreciative of, of the conversation. But they called me, and they the, the call evolved, and it lasted like an hour, but the initial thing was basically be careful, because I see you like pushing people away, almost. Mm-hmm. Like That was the tone of it. I'm being a little bit general. but Right, right. And I essentially responded that I was okay with that. Yeah. Um. It's like if, if that's what's going to happen because of the way I'm presenting this information, then that's fine. Like basically, mm-hmm. if they want to cancel me in their own minds, like that's okay. Like yeah. not because yeah. I want to put myself in an echo chamber, but because I'm not actually speaking to them, the outraged people. I'm yeah. speaking to everyone reading it that did not comment or like or respond. Like right. the person that called me was one of those people. Yeah. And so uh, there were consequences for the things I was saying, and that was people that I grew up with were no longer following me or interacting with me or they thought I was a dickhead or whatever. Um, Right, right. And I think that was fine, but I feel like I'm I'm getting away from the point, but it's mostly like I think we should not – we should not try to seek out – the outrage we should try to produce it i guess hmm. and like that might lead to more productive discourse because like i'm not going to get on facebook and say something like gina carano should never have been fired mm-hmm. and i'm not going to go on facebook and look for people saying that she should have been fired and try to fight with them yeah but i'm going to go on facebook and post things like um if you don't wear a mask in this pandemic you're an asshole like i haven't posted that but something like that Sure. And then some dude's going to come in and be like, oh, you're a sheeple. And then, boom, me getting a platform, getting a point, a, a moment to soapbox for a paragraph or mm-hmm. three about how, <laughs> like, the statistics on things and how people need to be safe and how this disproportionately impacts, like, low-income workers, this, that, and the other. And it's like, I just invited an audience that didn't agree with me into some discourse by way of, of outraging them. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. But that's not what people are getting canceled for. No, no. Like, that's not what Gina Carano did. No, like she, no. She it wasn't said, starting you know, a conversation. Oh, being a conservative in America is like being a Jew in the Holocaust. Like, that's the comparison she made. 
<laughs> which is like <laughs> it's so, so just, laughably wrong that we're laughing yeah. um yeah it's like that her finer point there is nothing more than i i feel like i i feel bad about being a conservative because not many people in my industry are conservative sure like yeah. that's the finer point and so he, there's nothing yeah. of any substance to that debate. It's like I don't really care if she gets fired for saying that because she wasn't she wasn't bringing anything up. Yeah, there was nothing happening. Yeah, there was no right. discourse there. Yeah, there's no discourse there. She's she's effectively complaining, right? And like, yeah. But then if uh, if someone comes and has a hot take, I'm trying to think of a hot take that led to like real discourse. Hmm. <laughs> they're few and far between. Um, yeah. Well. I can make one up, I guess, but like someone, well, like like all cops are bastards. Let's say that that sure. slogan. If someone comes yeah. out and says that slogan, and then immediately, you know, all the all the pro cop people are out here and they're, and they're ready to fight you on it. Yeah. And then you get a chance to then explain it. And the reason I think that's productive is you're not explaining it for the benefit of the guy who actually commented. You're explaining it for the benefit of the people who follow that guy. Yeah. Or his buddies, who now this is conversation is going to pop up in their feed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Hmm. It's like those are the people that y- you might actually you know nudge in one direction or another, right? Or actually inform somebody about it. Um, so like, I don't want it to make it seem like. I guess as a, as a proponent of cancel culture, mm-hmm. you, if you could even call me that. I don't want to make it seem like I think we should be making less outrageous statements. Yeah. I just think there should be a reason beyond complaining or seeking outrage. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's good. I mean, that was basically No, it's good. It's good. (laughs) Fuck off. Get out of my life. Fuck off. Oh fuck! There was uh, something I was thinking about, but I'm trying to remember what it was. No, yeah, okay, I remember, but I don't remember how it was related. Um, yeah, so um, no, the podcast Know Your Enemy had a really good episode recently. Um, it's yeah. a pa- Patreon episode, so sadly I can't. Uh, link people to it mm. but um it was about the royal family about the whole freak out that was going on about that one do, do you remember that recently yeah yeah um yeah that was a whole mess um was but so weird it was so it was so weird to watch constitutional conservatives defend the monarchy it, it was so weird <laughs> uh, i was like but, what do you what are you the, gaining from this? <laughs> they, they went back though, and they were talking about uh, Princess Diana's death. Yeah. Um, and you know, at the time, uh, they, they, they were they were what they were talking about this uh, this Christopher Hitchens documentary, which yeah. is really funny because it's like one of the only ones he's ever you know Christopher Hitchens documentaries like pre Iraq War before he got really bad. So it's like actually a pretty okay movie, sure. at least in their opinion. Where he, like, man, 
Princess Diane is probably not even cold at this point, and he just like does a whole documentary about the weird collective mourning that just occurred, and was like, "This was all bullshit." And like, as much as people hated the documentary at the time, he's kind of right because what he was pointing at was like how much um, the press had like stoked up this. They were saying everybody is mourning Princess Diana, but. It like if you actually go back and look at it, not many people really were. Right. <laughs> it was just you kept saying it over and over and over that everybody until it was true until it became true, and and I feel like that that that's I don't know that that's what I'm thinking about when I was talking about discourse stuff earlier. Like I I don't know that I think we have an image of what we think the masses are doing right now. Yeah. That probably doesn't line up to what the masses are actually doing right no. now. And I, part of me wonders if that's just like a product of the deep set individualism in the oh, West. Oh man, you're speaking my language right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause like you, you, you're almost, when you hold that kind of worldview, you're almost forced into thinking of everything in this us versus them mentality. Yeah. Because it, yeah. to you, it's just you against the world. Right. And like then that ends up being extended to the people closest to you and the people around you. Mm-hmm. But we very much feel like unique individuals with our, you know, our own plans, hopes, dreams and we'll pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and be successes or we'll be yeah. lazy good for nothings. And then you you filter everything else through that lens. Of course you make wild assumptions about what the rest of the world yeah, thinks on a gen- topic. Yeah, the the people generally believe. Right. And and that was that's a thing like um I don't know, I, I was this that was something I was thinking a lot about when uh when the Bernie campaign was going on and I was knocking doors and stuff like that and Yeah. You know, one one thing anyone I think who's done any canvassing for politics can tell you is that when people say that the majority of the country is conservative, they're wrong. When people say that the majority of the country is liberal or something, they're also wrong. Yeah. The majority of the country has completely nonsense political views. That, yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Y- you know, I remember one of the uh, one of the canvassers that I worked with. They uh, got somebody to like sign up and like walked into their apartment and the the dude had just this giant confederate flag Ooh. but then was also like yeah i'll get on the bernie list you know like people <laughs> people do not have coherent political views at all where he'll no. be like yeah we need we need health care and stuff like that and it's messed up how they treat you know black people and then just have a confederate flag in the background because nobody nobody has coherent political views no and 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 i think that it's almost better to just imagine that that you know because then then you're not treating people like it's like oh if i meet some salt of the earth person they're gonna be x and y stereotype of a fox news listener that i imagine it's not they're gonna have completely it's not no you know views shaped by their life and some of those are gonna be you know left wing and some of those might be far right yeah it's 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 hard to tell like there's political intersectionality Mm-hmm. weird crazy it's crazy but, but it's just you're exactly right like it's nonsense it's all convoluted there's no like this left versus right debate is really like six dudes on either side of a fence yelling at people and a million people in between them looking mm-hmm. back and forth and forming opinions based on what they hear right right and like not and i definitely don't mean to be like doing a both sides kind of to this like no. I, I don't 
think it's I equal, definitely but... think one side's more right than the other, but like well, Yeah, I a thing I always have to remind myself whenever I kind of feel like annoyed at the left and the right is that um most of my issues with the left are just annoyances. They're just like personality yeah. types that annoy me or right. condescending tone of voice or whatever. And most of my issues with the right are like existential issues where I think they're going to kill us all. Um, <laughs> and those aren't the same ball. Those are not all. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing that I think is kind of made up is this idea that there's a left, right, and middle. I don't think that's true. I think uh-huh. everything's a circle. No, it's, it's, yeah, because it's not like the horseshoe thing. Or it's not, it's, well, really what it is, is there's a bunch of different ideologies and you can kind of merge and mix and match the ideologies, but like, you know, center, left, and right, I, I don't think maybe those, those probably aren't useful terms. I don't you know. Think, yeah, I don't think they are. I mean, they're, I, they're, they're what we have and so it's what we use, but like the political compass test, when you actually start like reading political philosophy, people don't like land perfectly on a political compass like no at all they don't which i also think is important because i think we've convinced ourselves or at least they have in like evangelical circles because that's where i grew up and so i always both of us are speaking from that yeah i i always grew up being told and believing and thinking that um you're not going to convince other people to to see your point of view and i think that 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 was probably mostly or partially informed by this bootstrappy individualism of like, you have to go out and make yourself something. You can't rely on other people. Mm-hmm. I think that translated poorly over into like discourse and yeah. saying like, Oh, well, you're never going to convince anybody. You're never going to be able to have a debate because people are just going to decide they believe what they believe. Yeah. And I don't think that's true either. No, I, I think, I, I think, yeah, no, I, I think you're exactly right. Um, people actually can't change their minds and i think sometimes we don't we don't believe in people's ability to reason and like understand another position there may be things about their life that's going to shut them off to a different way of looking at things but yeah. like i do think most people can engage with ideas uh sometimes in bad faith but at least at least they, they will engage with an idea well if you if right. you frame it in the right way when i i also think that we've convinced ourselves that change happens slowly and i also mm. don't really believe yeah, that no, that's, that's true bu- nine that's times out of ten too. i think change yeah. happens quickly more often than not um yeah it definitely did for me and it has for other people that i've seen change yeah um sometimes it happens in an instant you know like mm-hmm. and so yeah and it kind of goes back to the same thing i was taught which is that life is going to be a grind and you have to grind more than all the other people grinding and then right. you'll be a millionaire and you'll be calling the shots and it's like yeah. That same that attitude is like so pervasive that I I see people not even trying to it's not be winsome. They're not even trying mm-hmm. to defend themselves. Right. They're just trying to make other people look like idiots. Right. And I I say defend themselves. I mean they're not even trying to have a reason for what they believe anymore. Yeah, no, I think that's a big problem on yeah most people i engage with (laughs) yeah don't really know why they hold the positions they do yeah it's like one of the worst feelings in the world is agreeing with somebody and and then you're both like yeah i i agree on xyz thing and and then you start talking to them and you you realize oh the reason they say this is so different from why i say this yeah i think they're actually kind of a kind of a freaking weirdo and they kind of scare me Cause yeah. like, like, oh <laughs> yeah. well, you know, I, I think we should abolish the police. And it's like, yeah, I think so too. And it's like, oh great, why do you think that? And it's like, oh, well, because you know, I want to be able to, uh, 
uh, own own prostitutes. It's like yeah. what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring back slavery. Because <laughs> I want to bring yeah. Because I think that anything can be property. It's like oh well, yeah. Because, oh good yeah yeah. Right. Like, oh great, thank you for the discourse. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's but that's just that's more of a side note. Like I hate it when I agree with somebody for wildly different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's the I, worst. I, I, I had friends growing up that that was all the friendship was really. Yeah, we, like, we just well, agreed with each other on everything. But and the but moment you, you asked us why is the moment I was like, I don't think I like this guy. Well, yeah, and I think that's a habit. That, that's a kind of the okay, okay. This kind of leads to a point I was going to make, and then maybe we should wrap up here. But sure. Um, no, like I, I was thinking about this. Um, you know. From from actually because of listening to a lot of Know Your Enemy that podcast I I just mentioned, yeah, and a lot of some reading I've been doing on like right wing thought um, over the past few months, it, it's become really apparent to me that most that at least the right I think this might be an issue on the left too, but the right wing is made up of completely nonsense political views. What that why that I mean by that I mean it's like when you're talking about the right wing or conservatives, you're talking about five different ideologies or something right. around those lines. And they all have mutual enemies. They all hate yeah. the commies. Or they all right. hate, you know, they the all have it killers. against yeah, immigrants or whatever. But you know, the the right is built up of like libertarians and classical liberals who are very like free market oriented yeah but then you've got like reactionaries and traditionalists who are very like family oriented and those yeah. two things don't agree actually you know <laughs> like a libertarian wants at least to some degree lit like abortion legalized or right uh, gay marriage legalized and the you know the social conservative doesn't hold that you know the the, the right is built up of complete nonsense political views um like I think you know, I think I've mentioned this before, but but two separate editors of the National Review both wrote books called Suicide of the West, where they yeah. were saying like what happened in the West and why did the West die? And one of them said because we abandoned the liberal tradition, and the other said because we went too far with liberalism. So like <laughs> that's a great example of like that's the right. The left is kind of similar, um, although I think it's more constructive. I think the left is usually bound off of like. Not as much mutual enemies, but mutual goals like healthcare for all, right? You know, or something like that. Um, so I think that's more constructive. But what I was going to say is, I think even like our evangelical upbringing that both you and I had, um, one of the things I think it it did because it had this like image of like there's the people inside, there's the you know the fellow churchgoers, the fellow Christians, and then that outside is that you don't see the completely bizarre diversity of most positions yeah. of like the world is like so much more intellectually diverse than we realize. Yep. Um, you know, and, and most people don't, I don't feel like get into the weeds with that, with politics, you know, that right. there's, you know, a thousand different political ideologies that are all fighting it out at once. Um, and, and also, but I, I think that has like damaging things to the way we do discourse because half of the way I see discourse happen is people assuming positions the other person is holding that yeah. they might not hold. And, and like relating to issues that should yeah. be related. Right. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It, it, it's like argue, arguing with somebody about, um, I don't know. I, I've met more and more people who are uh, politically, like fiscally left wing, but uh, but con semi-conservative in their social views. 
um you know, like if you mate like a social catholic type right yeah you know you could be like oh you love the environment you're a tree hugger you're a commie whatever and also you're a baby killer you know like trying right. to insult them as a conservative you know you're like oh you're pro light you know you're pro pro choice or whatever and they're not they're like pro environment and pro life <laughs> right and that's a position that people hold but you don't yeah real like hear people say i'm not saying that's a correct position to be clear but like, no 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 but there, the there's a lot of complex yeah and and it particularly comes out I, evangelicals have this really bad habit of using the word christian to mean evangelical it, yeah i i can't i can't stand it it's so annoying a- anytime someone says oh someone converted from catholicism to christianity i want to punch them it, that's the most they, they change no they changed denominations they they were christian right. before and they're christian now nothing anyway, really changed in that the, regard a lot of the the ex-evangelical and post-evangelical types i see on facebook fall into that same problem yeah. um where they'll be like oh the christians are freaking out about the little nas x video and it's like well no the christians aren't freaking out the, the evangelicals, evangelicals or maybe even right-wing evangelicals because like sojourners and stuff like that are probably not yeah yeah, yeah but like wesleyans <laughs> you're talking about yes a very loud group but it is a small group like yeah. it's not the entirety of the country and right i, well, I don't and know I, and i think that one of the problems is that people that fall within a group, so like people that fall within the evangelical label, they don't do enough to distance themselves no. from the differing opinions within their own group. Like That's really important with evangelicalism, yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, maybe maybe um, Tim Keller is like cool, but you know, he's still <laughs> hanging out with people who aren't cool i mean to be clear he also has terrible positions right i don't think keller's cool no i don't think he's cool but you you know people will be like oh but you know he you know he was pretty good about race stuff or whatever and it's like well yeah and fucking he hung out with ravi zacharias right like i i don't you know (laughs) like Like, i'm not gonna say that he also touched people but yeah right he hung out with a people toucher a known people toucher and so i'm blanking on who it was but there was an evangelical leader who like wouldn't let Ravi Zacharias go on tour with him because he knew about the stuff. And it's like, that sounds good at first until you think about it. And you're like, wait, he knew about it. He knew, he knew, he knew. And he didn't fucking tell anyone. Like, yep. <laughs> and that's the problem is, is like, <laughs> yeah. that's why I think outrage should be fine. So long as it ends in something productive is mm-hmm. it will outrage people when you, cl- when you, <laughs> accused Ravi Zacharias of of sexual assault. People will be outraged. Yeah. But then you get the opportunity to tell them, and by extension the people listening, why he is a a assaulter. Like Yeah, why why he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Why he's a piece of shit. Like then you get the chance. And sure, sure. So I think that's good. And but that doesn't thing. happen, at least in that circle. No, like, no. That's the thing. Like I, I, I recognize that the opposite problem is probably true for other cultural subsets. Yeah. And so I don't want to make this seem like it's a band aid solution to the, the uh-huh. problem in, with political discourse in America. Yeah. But definitely if well, you're an evangelical or in that realm or your relatives are and you like you're listening to this, it's like start yeah. making people mad for the right reasons. No, I, I agree. Well, it's, and it's funny because the people who will hang out with the people who are doing the bad things, mm-hmm. uh, like they're just as bad. 
And so it's not just that, oh, to get rid of the weeds, we should call them out. It's also like, don't be a weed yourself. Like, right. That that's what's tricky. I think when when you when you if you were raised evangelical and you start to move into that like post evangelical or ex evangelical like direction, which I, I think is good in the long run. Um, these conversations are really important to have with people um, if you have the you know emotional energy to do it. But I yeah. think it's also important to be really careful, just just in a, a sense of humility, maybe um, yeah. that evangelicalism is not all of Christianity. And right. part of this is because I, you know, a lot of this thinking about how annoying the discourse is today was just kind of came from me reading through the comment section on Facebook of this somebody I knew who, you know, was like post evangelical. And they were just like, you know, they, they were talking about how the, the Christians were freaking out about the little Nas X thing. And somebody in the comments who is not an evangelical, to my knowledge, it looks like they were mainline like Episcopal or something. Yeah. We're like. I've never freaked out about that. <laughs> like, I right. have no Who are opinion. you talking about? Who are you talking to? Like, yeah. make sure you're, you know, whatever. And then they, they started fighting with them as if they had, you know, and they were like, no, I like, I don't care. That's and then, so you know, they're weird. like, oh, you know, well, I'm, you know, you know, you, Christians, I'm, I'm only going to take Christians seriously when they start acting like Christ or whatever. And it's like, yeah, sure. Fine. But w- what does that mean? mean when you say that 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 was actually what yeah frustrated me the most was um somebody w- yeah somebody was like well you know i'm not gonna listen to anybody you know like any christian moralize about something um if if they don't also act like christ and and sure fine but like what what, what do you mean? mean by moralize because there's a lot of christians that spend a lot of time moralizing about the environment yeah. And you don't want to listen to them anymore. Like you be careful, be careful who you're alienating with this stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, well, and I think that's the biggest thing is like you said, like approach it with humility is I think that's true. And I don't think that that yeah. means be less bold or make no, no less bold statements or, or never use a generalization. Just, just, yeah. I think it just means be prepared to one, eat your words. Yeah. And, and, and accept defeat with grace, I guess. And just be like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you're right. I was, misusing that term or i i am incorrect on x point but also just to like think carefully about the labels you're using yeah so long as you're confident about it go ahead and use it yeah 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 and and also be careful telling people to (laughs) to go figure it out for themselves because that's another thing that i see is like when people don't want to actually engage they'll just say they'll just claim that you're not engaging yeah and it's like, don't catch yourself doing that either. Like, right, right. Actually, actually put forth something of substance. Don't just say, oh, you're wrong. This is hateful. This is divisive. Uh, wow. Go read Tim Keller. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't pull one of those. Because, like, the thing that I think is hilarious is when people do that to me, I always get to respond with my favorite response, which is, I've read Tim Keller, and he's an asshole. Yes. And like, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. No, because, yeah, that's that's true. There's, like, a lot of that condescension that goes both ways, too, where, yeah, like, that's like what the I post-evangelical the does it. The only thing that pisses me off is most of the post-evangelicals, like, going back to this age thing we mentioned, are, like, yeah. 22 and, like, just gave <laughs> up their faith and figuring things out. And the someone they who's like, the first oh, blah, 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 have you thought about, you know, John Piper? 
those people are like 50 and it's like you you know better you've seen people do this stuff before you give somebody a little bit of a benefit of the doubt that they've actually thought about this before they exactly that's another (laughs) thing is this gross assumption that people who are wrong or people who are leaving a group are people who just didn't do enough research or put in enough effort right right that's the thing that i was taught actually about just being a christian at all Mm-hmm. The people who end up non-Christians were the people who gave up. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think that that's true. I don't think that's true. No, I I, I don't. It's like, ah, oh, you weren't strong enough to read your Bible every day, and now <laughs> you're going to hell. No, I, I think, I think with at least with Christianity, is there are tensions within Christianity that... Um, well, uh, I like, actually, I like how my, my friend Chris put it. The guy, uh, Chris from the... From the um, uh, troubles episode fun for the listener chris. uh yeah chris is great but you know he he said it about me where he he really supported kind of me moving back toward christianity despite him being a atheist and former evangelical as well and the way he put it for for me is he's like uh josiah was just able to rectify issues that i was never able to rectify and, and yeah. I think something around those lines. And I, I really liked that because it's like, there's just, there are tensions in any religious view yeah. and it's just whether it's not a matter of like strength or knowledge or anything. It's just whether or not someone is, feels that they can work past that or not. And that's not the same yeah. for everyone, right. you know? And so it's, yeah, there's all this to just kind of point back to, there's so little benefit of the doubt given. And until yeah. someone gives you a reason to remove all doubt, like, obviously, give people the benefit of the doubt that they're not an anti-vaxxer until they tell you that I'm the vaccine is going to make you infertile. And yeah. then feel free to, you know, say whatever <laughs> BS you want about them being an anti-vaxxer. But don't right. make an assumption, like, right. about that. And also remember that even if, let's say even if, you have to still ask them why. You still have to have discourse. Because, like, for some people, it's because mm. that sort of event taking a vaccine accepting medicine for free from the government yeah is traumatic because of how like horrible like those things have been for minorities in the past like yeah our country does not have a great track record with testing medication and like right so there's there's stuff like that too where it's like even if a position seems absurd and even if you genuinely think a position is wrong Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that it's not well thought out or it's not well thought out. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that means we just uh, plug some stuff and then get out of here. Cool. Well... You go first while I yeah. think of something. Yeah. So, you know, you can follow me at Josiah W. Sutton on Twitter. And uh, I plug in RimWorld because nice. instead of uh, doing all of the ungodly amounts of homework that I have to do right now, I've instead uh, gotten back into RimWorld. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> if you play RimWorld, you don't have to do homework. Oh, uh, I also, no, this is a dumb plug because most people who listen to the show already do this, but I'm plugging Overcast, um, the podcast listening app, because I finally have given up using the Apple Podcasts app and I moved to (laughs) Overcast. 
Um, one thing I think is funny is if you have the free version of Overcast, there's like a little ad under, you know, under the podcasts. It's like not super intrusive, so it's not a, you know, it, it isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I was listening to like NPR, like N- uh, Up First from NPR, the ad below was like, you know, if you like this, you should check out Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is, you know, another NPR show. And so wow. then I went to VLVC and I was like, I wonder what it's going to recommend for that. And so I, you know, I clicked on an episode of VLVC and started listening and it said, uh, you know, you should check out Three Cops Talk, the police podcast. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Honestly, I'd listen. Just if I ever was in the mood to be outraged. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, plug. I'd like to plug um, uh, trolling people online uh, from your (laughs) personal account, even. Um, Just getting people to uh, get mad at you, and and all you're doing is is trying to make them mad. Um, I'd like to plug that. Don't overdo it. Um, yeah, it's easy to overdo, but like Just I be had normal a, about it. I had um, a speaking of cops, I had a cop and, and I'm showing my feed, and he was talking about how you know, ah, oh, yeah, so it's, cancel culture is so terrible. My buddy, uh-huh. you know, told somebody to to go fuck themselves the other day and he actually got sent to internal <laughs> affairs and uh, I just think that's ridiculous you know you can get fired for anything these days and I was just like if I told a customer to go fuck themselves I'd be fired on the spot so I don't really feel bad about internal affairs he was like no well it's not every department but blah 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 and I was just like uh I just kept saying yeah yeah no for sure dude it's really tough like the other day my coworker was fired for uh you know not being white <laughs> And then he's like, oh, well, I can't have any discourse with you. You're just being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's never like, happened. Right. Before. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd like to plug the game Conqueror's Blade. I've been playing that recently. Uh, someone yeah. told me that it downloads malware to your computer. I can't confirm or deny that. Do your own <laughs> research. Um, <laughs> but it's a pretty fun game. Uh, I'd... I'd also like to plug joining onto a forum or Discord and scrolling to the very beginning and just seeing what's there. Uh, for example, I scroll to the very beginning of this Discord and all it says <laughs> is fluffy yellow socks hopped into the server and then it's Josiah saying, join voice. He said, I'm ready to go whenever you are. No rush, though. And then it's this Bustle article talking about the nutritional aspects of semen. <laughs> Uh, the first line is, semen is not only nutritious, but it also has a wonderful texture and amazing cooking properties. This is, this like is, an, old, this is an old Josiah bit that I I was yeah. doing right before the podcast started, so I never did on the podcast. We're, we're not going to get into this. We're not going to get another, into it, but... Another episode, I will If you want to dig up some, some little nuggets, some little intrigue nuggets, uh, just scroll to the beginning of discords that you were not originally a part of. A yeah, that's true. And, and you get the whole thing where they're like, ah, should we add that jerk? <laughs> you get to like see where they're right talking about you. before you're in. <laughs> Scroll to the beginning of the group chat you just got added to. Get all the tea. It's a good time. That's a good time. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to Very Legal, Very Cool. Uh, an episode about being mad online. Um <laughs> 
I've been Josiah Sutton. Uh, the music is a garage band loop that I stuck a drum beat behind, and you can follow nice. us at VLegalVCoolPod on Twitter or a bunch of other stuff that's in the show notes. Also, email us at VeryLegalVery or hello at VeryLegalVery.cool. I think that's it. It doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs>